0: Uh, welcome back to Definitely Not Definitive. I'm Ken. And I'm Bethany. And as a couple, we rank and review all of our favorite uh, nerd movies. We're going to go and go ahead and give them scores based on a little score sheet that we created in our nerd lab. And um, we're starting with uh, the Marvel Universe, the MCU.
1: So uh, our first film for the day, well, are we going to do two today? I don't know if we're overly ambitious on the podcasting.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't think they'll they'll know whether we're doing one or two. I mean, they're they're still gonna get just get the one today.
1: Uh, is there anything else you want to say before I dive in?
0: Uh, no. You can okay. Dive so in.
1: you covered it. Um. So our first category for ranking Avengers: Age of Ultron is lead male and lead female likability.
0: Yeah. So uh, it's Avengers films. So our two lead males are well, our two lead characters are two lead males. I, you know, gave that gave that away. Um sorry i'm gonna sound all stuffy i don't know why the allergies are fucking killing me this season um so we have tony stark we have captain america and uh i think they got i think it's because maybe it's just a little bit more of an ensemble film that we got a little bit less of them so i didn't like them as much uh it's not that i disliked them i just didn't like them as much so we gave iron man a two i said i'd grab a beer with him and i gave captain america a three i thought he was a badass.
1: And I gave both of them a score of four. I want them in my inner circle of friends. Um, yeah, it was more of an ensemble film, so the the focus was spread out amongst a variety of characters. But what I did see from Iron Man and Captain America, I really liked.
0: All right. That's fair. Uh, next category is lead male, lead male, bang ability. Uh, so I gave both of these characters a zero. Um, you know, they're both very, very attractive men, but I gave them a zero on bang ability for me. For me.
1: I, on the other hand, gave them both a four, which is this will definitely lead to some morning sex, shower sex, and thanks you later sex. I mean, come on, it's Iron Man and Captain America. You know, if if they're uh, if they're your type, you're you're not gonna turn them down.
0: Yeah, that's true. If they are your type, then yeah. It's, just I guess it's just on the scale of how much do you want to bang them. <laughs>
1: Next up is lead Male and lead Male Relatability. So for both Iron Man and Captain America, I gave them a score of three. I said, it's the best parts of me, at least I like to think it is. Um, I think these two characters balance each other out pretty well. So if you take parts of both of them, you get a pretty solid person that you can relate to.
0: Okay. I thought they were uh, a zero. I thought that they were kind of more of like in the superhero realm. Um... I don't know if I just didn't see enough of their, their. I don't know if it was vulnerability or or whatnot. I just maybe it's because it was less. Again, they were less featured in it. I didn't relate to them as much. Um, So I thought they were just kind of more like of superheroes, and you can't really relate to superheroes because I'm I'm not one. So I give them a zero on this one.
1: See, and I think Tony Stark messing up and and accidentally creating Ultron is kind of like a really big mishap that you that i think to me that showed. but when's the last
0: time you you messed up and created a murder robot
1: well no but i'm also not a genius playboy philanthropist so i mean you know my scale is much smaller (laughs) than tony stark's scale um but i think you know that sort of he's he's kind of looking for a way to retire and sees this possibility and then creates a murder robot um You know, it was just—it was a very big mistake, and I think that showed some vulnerability because he didn't have all the answers all of a sudden, and his genius move was not really the best.
0: Yeah, but I think he's looking more to retire for uh, in Civil War. I think in in Ultron, he has that vision of everyone dying, and so he's trying to—you know—he wants to put a suit of armor around the world is what he talks about, and so I think this one is just more—he's just scared coming off of the the first Avengers and seeing the the alien army attack and that, uh, so moves moves us to our villain and our villain in this one is Ultron and uh, his end goal is to destroy the world, basically end man and mankind, humankind, uh, because you know he thinks that we're the reason for the world, uh, you know, destroying itself and you know we're we're self destructive and so we need to be wiped out basically.
1: Yeah, Ultron's, Ultron's ultimate end goal is peace, um, which sounds wonderful and noble and, and great, um, except that he wants to do it by wiping out humankind because via the internet, he's seen all of the terrible things that mankind does to each other. Um, wars and uh, violence and murder and... So basically, he sees us as the greatest threat to peace, and therefore we must be eliminated.
0: So, how many people does this end goal affect? Uh, well, it affects the world's health and happiness. So, it's this it is all world's health health and happiness because you know we deal with multiple worlds in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and this specifically affects Earth. So, uh, gave him a three.
1: I also gave him a three. I mean, I think it's kind of it, it's not really a debatable point. It's yeah, it's the world that he's after.
0: Yeah. Um. Next up is how strong is the villain compared to the hero. Here I thought he was uh, a little bit stronger or than the heroes, so I gave him a three again. Uh, I think you know it basically takes all the Avengers to try- kind of uh, tackle and destroy Ultron and all of his, his murder robots, and so I think that makes him uh, a pretty strong guy.
1: I, I do think he's strong. I just thought he was equal to our heroes, so I gave him a score of two. Um, To me, I think when I look at this, it's sort of villain team versus hero team. And villain team, I think of as Ultron, and hero team, I think of as the Avengers. And I'm like, it's a pretty good matchup. You know, I mean, obviously I want the Avengers to win, but like, it could sort of be a coin toss. Yeah.
0: Uh, Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's between a two and a three, I think it's very, you know, it's very close between those two so um, yeah Uh, next category is do you care about the villain I gave him a zero I didn't care about him at all Um, I don't know if it's just because you know he's a robot and but I don't know I liked liked the robot in in the first Iron Man so I really cared about that robot this uh, Ultron I didn't like him as much because I wanted him to be more of a menacing character and I think that picking James Spader as the voice was kind of a reflection of the overall tone of this movie in general where he was kind of a little bit more joking and and, and light-hearted uh as opposed to dark and menacing which i thought would be maybe a, a better a better tone for this film they really wanted to because of first avengers was so light and funny i think they tried to recapture that and it just didn't work for me in this one i thought that you know it starts with ultron I get why they did why they did it with Ultron because they needed him to fit the tone of this film. They couldn't make him like super menacing and then have the Avengers like doing all these like you know these jokes back and forth. It just kind of wouldn't wouldn't really work. But uh, I thought the film was a little bit too jokey in general, and I thought that Ultron uh, was another kind of failure of this film for me.
1: See, and I, I mean, James Spader as the voice just kind of rubbed me very differently because I I found him to be very creepy and eerie and very unsettling which I think to me was more successful than making him really dark and and sort of like stereotypical villain-esque because um, there's a moment where he like even has like a little bit of a song he sings or a tune he hums. I can't remember what it was but I just remember like being very creeped out and unsettled by it and I think it's pretty consistently that the whole way through I mean he comes across with these jokes and these ideas like world peace that make it seem like we should like him, but underneath there's just this very, like, homicidal, homicidal, psychopathic, sociopathic artificial intelligence that it works for me. Um,
0: I guess also I think it's just that James Spader's voice is so unique and uh, it's so obviously James Spader that that's another reason that it kind of like took me out of it. Like maybe if they went that tone with a different actor that was a little bit less well known, um, it would have been it would have been different. Um, but because I know James Spader so well, like even some of Ultron's facial expressions were James Spader's facial expressions, and uh, so. I think that was, that was another reason that uh, It kind of took me out of it So maybe maybe if they had done the same thing But with a di- different voice I would have been I gotten to where you were Where I was like more creeped out
1: Well my overall uh, score for Do You Care About the Villain Was a score of two I said he's annoying enough That I wouldn't mind seeing him dead I mean I'm not going to lie There are moments that I kind of enjoyed him But uh, you know He still has to die
0: Oh yeah for sure
1: uh, so the next category is villain bangability. So how sexy is our homicidal maniac robot?
0: Uh, well, I don't think he's very sexy at all. So I gave him uh, a zero, and um, I'm not sad about that.
1: Yeah, I also gave him a zero. I'm just not not interested in that.
0: Yeah, and if you uh, go ahead and check out our YouTube videos, uh, you'll see that she, she defends her answer much more... Uh, Emphatically in the videos, like she feels like bad that she's got, she's like she can't sleep with Ultron, or like she like feels bad that, she, I don't know, she's like she like feels she feels guilty, like you know, ripping Ultron, like people are gonna think she's I don't know, a robotist or something.
1: Well, I'll admit, va- villain bangability very often is a zero sum score for me, but I almost feel kind of bad because I'm like, oh well, here we talk about like how sexy Chris Evans is and how hmm. totally bangable robert johnny jr is and then we get to the villains and we're like ew yeah no no way won't touch them and i'm just like it's the character it's not the actor But every once in a while i feel like i'm throwing a little defense like still an attractive person but you know the character's personality sucks so i'm sorry
0: yeah 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 that's fine but like it's not really james spader because it's not james spader's looks up there it's just ultron's looks so this that one i thought you know you didn't have to defend as much i get i get you know the villain, it, the villain's tough to want us to, to get to want us to bang the villain.
1: I mean, if you're not Loki, it's kind of like
0: yeah, so... it's the, gonna be a
1: hard one to pull off.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a hard one to pull off. Uh, I do think that there might be like going forward, there might be one or two other characters that uh, actually fit in this villain bang ability score. But
1: I think there might we'll, be one for you coming up. We'll,
0: we'll get to that later. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs>
1: um, I think also maybe I just felt compelled to defend Ultron a little bit, or to like. Compensate for my zero score because of how much you knocked James Spader as Ultron. I'd be like James Spader. On the off chance that you ever one day hear this, well, I love you. (laughs) I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking
0: James Spader. James Spader performed his role extremely well, and James Spader was great. You know, delivering the lines and asking for what they wanted James Spader to do. James Spader knocked it out of the park. I just didn't like the choice of choosing James Spader to. In order to do that, you know, it's not James Spader's fault that they that they chose him and that you know he like they're like okay this is what we want for the film he's like okay and then he gave them exactly what they wanted. I just think that they should took in a different direction. So that was yeah it was, it's not knocking James Spader.
1: Yeah, I mean it sounds like to all intents and purposes based on how the the role was done, they hired James Spader to bring James Spader quality yeah. to this character, which he did fantastically and I think without losing like not putting not injecting so much of himself into this that we lost the character itself um but i get where different flavor different preferences you would have preferred someone without the james vader quality
0: yeah i want to kind of like a more not darth vader but i want it something like like that tone of darth vader now it's time for definitely not a commercial this is not associated with definitely not definitive in any way, shape, or form, but we like to do our little plugs for uh, different products. And this is for allergy relief. Uh, this is not more of a commercial so much as it is a plea. Uh, if anybody has any good allergy relief tips, um, I'm more than my dog needs them too, I guess. Uh, we, give them, we give Cytopoint. Point is actually a really good, good um, allergy relief for your dog. I don't know if it works so much for human. I might go in next time I go to the vet. I might give myself a shot of of Cytopoint. But if you're listening and you have any good allergy tips, uh, if anything works for you, I just use over-the-counter stuff. We just switch from Claritin to Zyrtec. You know, uh, go back and forth between those two. But, yeah, sometimes allergies suck. So allergies, I hate you.
1: And that will lead us into our side character category. So uh, there are quite a few side characters in this. As with all the Avengers films, we do have a great ensemble cast. So it does bring in a very strong side character score for these films. Um, so the characters that we have are uh, Thor, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, uh, Hulk, uh, Dr. Helen, Black Widow, and I feel like I'm missing uh, Jarvis. And I...
0: who's Vision, basically?
1: Yes, who who becomes Vision?
0: Because I, I mean, I, and I do think that uh, we actually just talked about doing. We're going to do a our hundred favorite Marvel characters uh, in the MCU. So i will be just characters from the Marvel movies themselves. And uh, as I was going through the list. Um, I saw that you know each each time we do the we watch a movie that I'm going to go through and like all the add new characters from that movie, um, but when I looked at Jarvis and I looked at Vision, I'm just like okay, well Jarvis himself I think is a different character than Vision. I think when he when becomes Vision, it becomes something else.
1: Well, then he has the power of the stone as well, so he becomes sort of like a more I think a more complicated and enhanced being, whereas Jarvis is sort of like Jarvis is like. The first version of Microsoft, and Vision is like Microsoft XP or you know whatever the latest one is. Well, because
0: the the way the way that Bruce Banner describes him in uh, Avengers Infinity War was that Vision is parts of Bruce Banner, parts of Tony, parts of the Mind Stone, and parts of Jarvis. And so there's a bunch of different things that make up Vision. It's not just Jarvis. Um, so. I think when we do our when we do our characters will like Jarvis will be one and, and Vision will be one and so uh, we'll see what we we'll see what they where they rank. Um, so pretty much for everyone except for Hawkeye and Black Widow, I gave them a one. I thought they were just there for the plot. And I think that's that has a lot to do with the fact that this is an ensemble film. Um. And uh, and yeah, so that's 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 what I gave for them. And yeah, what'd you give your ones to?
1: For my ones, uh, it was Doctor Helen, Bruce Banner, and Jarvis.
0: All right, and for my two, I give that to Black Widow. Uh, yeah, I just like Black Widow so much, and I think that she helps make more, uh, Captain America yes, but also Iron Man um, more likable, more relatable. Um, she really is kind of. I mean, it, to, she has a different she has a different relationship with each of them. I think she's closer with Captain America, um, and they have more of a, that that friendship and that bond, and then. With Tony Stark, I think that it's it's one of those things where he he never really fully trusts her. Um but she is always trying to I don't know, I think she's trying like I don't know, try to bring out the best in Tony in Tony Stark. I think she sees his potential, um, and tries to and tries to help him out with that.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it me. happens in this movie, but I think Captain America and Scarlet Witch, there's no question that they are... Black Widow. I'm sorry, yes. Uh, There's no question that that Black Widow and Captain America are the deepest of friends um, and care a great deal about each other. I think with Tony Stark and Black Widow, to me it always seems like they're really good co-workers. Yeah. Like, they get along well at work, they may inadvertently rub each other the wrong way at times... But they're teammates, and they pull it together like it just it doesn't seem to have nearly the deep bond that she has with Captain America, but there's obviously great respect there, and there are many times when it borders on I think a friendship mm-hmm. yeah, for my twos, I gave that to Hulk, Black Widow, Thor, and Scarlet Witch. I thought all of these characters in their different ways, made our heroes more likable, redeemable, or relatable.
0: And I think that it's, uh, it's odd that you give that to Hulk, because I just think that Hulk kind of didn't fit in this film. Um, we talked about how he, he's kind of the more of the tortured soul in this one, which is kind of what he is in, in the comic books, but it just didn't really fit with the tone of this uh, of this film and this movie. It seemed like he was in a different kind of movie. Like He was in more of the darker movie that I was kind of... Would kind of like for the for, for age of Ultron um, you know I think that when you talk about the destruction of of the world I think in Ultron itself I think is just an evil very evil character and a darker character um, and they could have done that with with the Hulk but I, I just don't think they they did they pulled it off as well
1: for me the Hulk made it into the two slot uh, for Tony Stark because mm. previously Tony Stark has made a lot of really cool gadgets. And they are all to help Tony Stark. And in this one, we see the great lengths that he's used his brilliance to find ways to actually aid Bruce Banner and try to help him and contain him and keep him safe when he becomes his angry green rage monster. Okay. Um, and to me, that was just, it was unexpected. And uh, to see that Tony Stark, I mean... Tony Stark makes great evolution throughout the Marvel movies. Um, which I think is why he's sort of like the man yeah. in these. Um, because from the first movie where he wouldn't care about anyone but himself at all to now he's he's using his cool gadgets on someone. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's growth. And it's not using them on Pepper Potts which maybe maybe this is unfair. But when the guy like helps the girl he wants to sleep with, (laughs) I'm all like, well, obviously, he wants to sleep with her. I don't think Tony Stark wants to sleep with Bruce Banner, and yet he's helping him anyway, so... You think he'd give
0: Bruce Banner a zero in bang ability?
1: I do think Tony Stark would do that, yeah. I mean, he might, you know, he's a funny guy, he might entertain the idea, but yeah, I don't...
0: Okay. It's fair.
1: Um, So then that brings us to our threes.
0: Yeah, uh, I give my three to Hawkeye. I thought he was hilarious in this one. Um... I thought that his uh, his jokes with with Quicksilver were really good. Um, even with Scarlet Witch, when he's he's giving her the little pep talk, I thought he was he was funny in that one as well. A lot of the humor comes in that that final scene um, for this movie. For me, I think that final scene kind of without it, the the movie would have suffered a, a lot. But I think that final scene really helped helped put a nice little bow on this on this movie. You know, dress it up a little bit better than than maybe it would have been.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, and I actually gave my score of three to Quicksilver. Um, so it's... Oh, you know what I realized? What? It wasn't Hulk that I gave the two to. Hmm. It was Hawkeye. Because I have Bruce Banner for Hulk, and he's in my one category.
0: Oh, yeah. So it was Hawkeye. So okay. it was That Hawkeye. makes more sense now.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway... I still stand by what I said. I think Bruce Banner does help Tony Stark. Uh, yeah, you go. But,
0: um, yeah, no, you're gonna good too, but okay. too,
1: it was actually Hawkeye that I gave the two to. Um, and for my three, I gave that to Quicksilver. Now, it's interesting that you referenced Quicksilver in your three for Hawkeye because I would reference Hawkeye in my three for Quicksilver because it was a lot of their interchanges that I think brought a lot of humor to that final scene, which really, I agree with you, saved the humor score on this. Um, and I think it was just Quicksilver brought heart and uh, humor in the same moments, and I've always applauded people who can make me laugh right as they're about to make me cry, and Quicksilver definitely did that.
0: Okay. I, 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 I like Hawkeye's jokes more than I liked Quicksilver's jokes. so That's why I gave him a, a three. Uh, moving on to plot. <clears throat> how was the plot for this movie? Um, how engaging was it? I thought it was entertaining, but I thought it was predictable.
1: I actually thought it was kind of unexpected. Um, So I gave it a score of three. I thought the, uh, just the creation of Ultron, um, how he comes about, you know, maybe, I mean, it's not, no plot has never been done before, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. But I just didn't, um, I didn't know what was gonna happen to this movie. I couldn't have predicted it as I was watching it. And then the whole dropping of a country, As a way of wiping out the. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was pretty creative.
0: All right. Uh, I just. I guess just just when it's. When when movies drag, and uh, this movie kind of did it in certain points, I find it hard to give it higher than a two once it. Once if the movie starts to drag like that. So, again, I think where I sometimes take away points um, in categories as I'm ranking it, uh, I don't think you do that as much.
1: No, I mean, I don't think I. I don't think I consider deductions. I can I consider reasons like that I wouldn't give a higher score. But if I would give it that high score, I don't go back and then think, but I should deduct this. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I kind of save that for the end if there are going to be overall movie deductions. But I don't I don't factor it into the individual categories as I go.
0: Uh, next up is female empowerment. What role do women play in this movie? And as I was looking at my score sheet, I looked at it as a, I saw I give it a three. Without a strong move from a woman, victory would not have happened. And I was like, "Why did I?" Excuse me. I was saying to myself, "Why did I give it a three? Because clearly, Scarlet Witch and Black Widow, and they're they're a true hero. So why didn't I give it a four? Because it's been a little bit, little bit since we'd seen this movie. Um, we're a little bit late on film on uh, recording this podcast. But then I remembered the scene at the end where uh, there's this woman. And she's like running from all the destruction, and she's just in this like low cut, busty cleavage top.
1: She's in like a victorious Secret like lingerie nightgown.
0: Yeah, and it's just it, it, it was very very obvious. I mean, she was like front and the like, front and center, and she's featured even even more in this in this scene. And she's the one that like loses her her kid, and I think you said that like what? So the the mom that's you know uh, all. Uh, well, I can't remember exactly how you said it, but you you wonder if, like, they were trying to say something like that. Like, okay, this...
1: Yeah, because, I mean, she's just in this lingerie nightgown and then, like, a little hoodie over it that's, like, wide open and unzipped while the world is ending and she's losing her child. And it's, like, are they trying to make a statement about, like, a young mom and a, and, like, sexy mom who therefore must be somehow a bad mom that, like... You know, there, there was. Just, it seemed to be that there was a social commentary in this that was very degrading to women.
0: And yeah, really, I, I thought that it was just kind of. I'm just like, this must be somebody's, you know, wife or whatever that they're trying to get, you know, trying to be an actress or whatever. And they're just like, okay, we'll make them featured. And how are we gonna make them featured? Like, like okay, well, you know, we'll just up, we'll just give them this in this low cut we'll, top. Like, we'll
1: bring the boobs out.
0: Yeah, and that way, like, you'll, 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 you'll see them. You'll, she'll get noticed. Yeah, because uh, I mean,
1: I've worked on sets, and I'm telling you, if you're a featured extra and your role is mom, they're not putting you in a freaking bra top nightgown. It's just, that's yeah, not what they're doing. It's not
0: something that was overlooked. It's not something that, like, you know, she was just, she happened to be in the scene, and, you know, it was, it was a quick shot of her, and then, like, you know, they just happened to catch, you know, down her shirt or whatever while, while they were filming. Like, it, w- it wasn't that, because she was featured more in this, so... Thought went into her wardrobe. Yeah, and as you as they're putting in this thought on this big budget budget film, you know they had that, that had across their mind of, of why they're you know she, okay she's me running around she will be doing this okay why are we putting her in such loose fitting clothing and like this like push up bra like what, yeah like what, what what was the point of that so uh, so again that's why I guess I you know I, I take away I take away points for 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 certain things like that so uh, I ended up giving it a three.
1: I ended up giving it a four. Um, the sort of like slutty mom bothered me, but I, I, don't say, I, don't, yeah, I don't want
0: to say it was slutty mom. Cause I think then, you know, now we're saying this, okay. Just cause she dresses, you know, I don't know, provocatively or whatever is the word, but you know, just cause she dresses sexy doesn't mean that she's slutty, you know, cause she could just be, you know, dressing sexy, but at the same time, it just, it just didn't fit with what was going on in the scene. It's like you know, the world's coming to destruction. And then all of a sudden they just kind of like just throw that in there. It was just weird.
1: Yeah, so it definitely it definitely was noticeable and it definitely was uh, kind of throwing throwing us out of the movie because we both noticed it, both commented on it. Um, but I didn't take away from the role of women in, in the movie because in, at the end of the day, you have Maria Hill, you have Black Widow, they both kick butt. Me. They're both very strong, empowered women. And then you have Scarlet Witch. Who comes on the scene in this movie and she is arguably the most powerful Avenger that we have and potentially will ever have. So, um, that right there, the fact that the ultimate strength and power rests in the hands of a woman, I think, is is very positive. Uh, and she is the one who's protecting the Switch at the end of the movie that is going to basically, like... Drop the country on the rest of the world and wipe everyone out. Um,
0: but then you know she she loses the switch.
1: Yeah, but I can't her Typical for that. Typical
0: female, you know, Whoa, lets her emotions that? get the best of her. What was that? Her hormones take
1: over. That thumping is me hitting him with a pillow. <laughs> you are so not getting lucky for like the next. And then let's the let's
0: let's the robot. Do the pepper pots. I call it the pepper pots because all you had to do was push a little button in order for the plan to be enacted. And so he and then let's let Robot do it. I mean She could have protected a little while a little while longer. She didn't have to go after Ultron for killing her.
1: Her brother. twin was murdered. <laughs> you heartless bastard. Her it's about the twin it's about died. The <laughs> no, I do not fault her for that because I don't think there's many people out there who could have the one person that they love more than anything else in this entire world get murdered and go, yeah, it's cool. I'm just going to stay here and guard this button. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, don't I don't falter for that. At no,
0: all. no, no. I, w- I wouldn't either. Uh, you know, if I don't, I don't have any twins, but uh, if anyone, you know, obviously killed anybody that I loved, um, I would I would go after them. Yeah. And uh, I would just like to give Bethany a hard time. You know, whenever there's the opportunity, <laughs> I got I to gotta go for it. I got to go for
1: it. You're terrible.
0: Yeah, but you also gave it for Helen Show, didn't you? Like for her. her um...
1: Yes, uh, I think for Helen with the creation of Vision, um, once again, it was a female mastermind behind the creation of of this this. I don't want to say person because he's not person, but he's not just artificial intelligence. Saying creature sounds wrong. Well, I don't know. If
0: she I don't know. If she came up with Vision. I think Ultron came up with Vision, but she had the technology in order to create Vision.
1: Yeah, to, to like bring him into a body. Yeah. Um, and did she know it was Vision per se? No, but she had developed this system whereby you could create actual bodily forms for artificial intelligence. So that mm. she she was the mastermind behind that. Um. And the fact that it happens to be vision is just extra great. Yep. Um but I liked that it was a female scientist developing this and behind all this versus the typical guy in the white lab coat.
0: Huh. It's a female in the white lab
1: coat. Yeah, way better. Cause you know what? Women make lab coats look good. <laughs> nice up a soundtrack. Um meh
0: yeah uh it, it got a one, yeah I said there were one or good tunes in there, and uh you know, so it wasn't completely unnoticeable, but it wasn't wasn't great by any means
1: yeah it's like it's there were one or two good tunes and one of them was the Avengers theme, so that, yeah you basically know.
0: yeah, it yeah, is the avengers theme, so it has to at least get a one
1: yep so now it's time for definitely not a commercial. this is definitely not a sponsor or in any way affiliated with definitely not definitive Kleenex because if you're watching a movie and suddenly you have a horrible allergy attack, Kleenex can help save the day. Also, if you're trying to save the planet and somebody murders your twin brother, it might be a good time to have some Kleenex so that you can, you know, keep your mascara from running when you're kicking butt and looking awesome.
0: Next up is humor. So, this movie, uh, it got a decent score for me in humor in twenty nine. But I think that they forced the humor a lot. It's one of those things where they threw out so many different jokes, and some of them just fell flat and weren't that funny. Uh, so I, I I couldn't give it like negative points for that. But I just think that while it got a 29, I, I don't think it's that funny of a of a film. Um, just I just think that they put a lot of jokes out there, but I think that you know the ratio of jokes that hit was was few was fewer than than in other Marvel films. Where usually when they make a joke, I'm laughing.
1: I gave it a score of 4, which... as D. 40. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I gave it a score of 40, which as we've been going on in the Marvel Universe, that's actually become one of our lower scores. Um, yeah, but forty no, still, still pretty hard. Yeah, it's yeah, still pretty high. It's not bad, but it's just...
0: Um, actually, I think 40 is is higher than um, some of that, because, we, again, we... Record these pretty a little bit farther in advance than when we release them just so we can stay ahead of the game in case you know life catches up with us. But I think 40 is higher than some of the scores you given, like Ant Man, or uh, Or maybe Maybe not. Maybe I gave the lower, lower score of 40 Ant Man. Yeah,
1: okay, you, I did. You were trying to sandbag Ant Man, so try, you yeah. yeah, you definitely gave it lower scores than it deserved. Um, Anyways, but yeah, so my humor score was a 40. Uh, I don't think the jokes bothered me as much as they bothered you but I could definitely say that there were some times when they were going for a joke and it just did not it did not hit um so there were moments where you could tell they went for it and it fell flat um to me that just didn't get counted but I mean I can see where it I think you're a little bit harsher or harder critic on humor and dialogue
0: Yeah, probably. Being
1: being a writer yourself, it's like you have a little bit more of of an eye and an ear for that, whereas I think I'm just more of the basic audience member.
0: All right, that's fair.
1: Next up are visual effects. So we're dropping countries on the planet and dealing with murder bots, so... How
0: was it? Uh I thought I gave it a two. I said there were one or two two scenes that looked pretty cool. Uh one of the scenes in I, I really enjoyed was I, again it was in that final battle scene. It was when Vision, Thor, and uh and Iron Man are all kind of blasting their little lasers right at Ultron. And uh I thought that I thought that scene looked very cool. Um and uh you know, some of the fight scenes I, I enjoyed and like I thought they were very, they were pretty visually appealing. Um, so that's, I ended up giving it a 2.
1: I also gave it a 2. Um, really, for me, with this one, while there was a lot of cool stuff that they were doing and that they were going for, um, in this movie, unlike in a lot of the Marvel movies, it was a lot of very obvious CGI. Um, and one of the things that I love about the Marvel movies is that so much of the amazing things that you see on screen are done so well and woven in so flawlessly between what's computer generated and what's really there physically in front of these actors that you don't notice or you can't tell the difference. Um, this movie, unfortunately, was was not done that way. Uh, and you could definitely tell what the CGI elements were. Um, and for me, that just kind of took me out of the film because especially with Marvel and, and this big budget that they have and the high quality of, of what they put out. Um, having it kind of fall below their bar that they've set just... It made me very much know that I was watching a movie instead of being able to fall into that story.
0: Uh, next category is love story. Now, usually when we do the love story, it's it has to do with the lead characters. It's either like a friendship or uh, a romance... Um, but this one, one of the love stories that was very focused on was the love story between Bruce Banner and Black Widow, and so that's the one that we chose and went with. And even though it was such a, a, a focus of this movie, I give this zero. I did not, I did not buy it. I thought it was only in there because Hollywood demands it, and they were trying to like really force it. Like all of a sudden, it came out of nowhere that all of a sudden these two are starting like kind of starting a relationship and like starting to hit it off. And for me, I think it was also because Hulk was never really truly invested in it. Like I saw it from Black Widow. I saw her trying, and I, I bought her, but. Hulk was never, Hulk was never in it. And I think that if they would have made him a little bit more invested in the beginning and then, you know, he goes all crazy from Scarlet witch and turns into Hulk and he's like, okay, wait a minute. Like I can't trust myself. Then, you know, it it makes it a little bit, makes it a little bit better, but he was never invested in it. So there was, there was never any good payoff with this.
1: Yeah. I have to agree with that to, to an extent. I did give it a higher score. I did give it a one. I said it helps put a little bow on the whole thing. Um, And really that credit for that point entirely goes to Black Widow because I felt like she was acting her butt off in this. um, In this sort of really what I think was otherwise a forced relationship. Um, But she was making it real. She was showing her vulnerability to him. She was flirting with him. She was open with him. Mm -hmm. She cared about him. I mean, like, all of those things we saw 110% from her. Um with Hulk I mean I talk about it in our video I really think they did a disservice to Hulk in this movie um and I think part of what got in the way of this sort of forced relationship was the fact that they just put Hulk so in his little world of angst and guilt and self-loathing and Mm. I mean it was like nothing's gonna penetrate that they made it such a such an issue um and really, I also felt like that came out of nowhere in terms of like the great storyline. It's like, how did he suddenly go from being so awesome in the first Avengers to now hating himself with every fiber of his being? I mean, it doesn't make sense at the beginning of this movie. It makes sense after he loses his mind because Scarlet Witch gets in his head and he goes all rampage-y through y through the city but it doesn't make sense in the beginning, and they played the end of the movie at the very first scene. So for that reason, they lost me on that.
0: Yeah, and then in the movie, like, Hulk Hulk gets in the plane and, and doesn't go back for Natasha, and he kind of like he has to he realizes that he can't be in society, and so he has to go be by himself and somewhere else. Uh, which would have been more heartbreaking if we bought the love story more. Um, mm-hmm. So like you said, they played the be- the end at the beginning. They knew where they were going to go, and so they never had him invested in this. Because they're like, okay, well, but it's just, yeah, so it didn't work.
1: Yeah, it would have been much more heartbreaking if, because of the success and camaraderie and friendships that they had all developed at the end of the first Avengers, Bruce Banner came into this 100% invested in the team, a member of the family, having found a place where he belongs, having found a woman... That he's attracted to and, and sees a, maybe a future with. And then that all goes to hell when Scarlet Witch gets in his head. Like, mm-hmm. then we would have had some heartbreak and some real feeling for Hulk. But him yeah. just being an angsty teenager the whole time, it's not, <sighs> you know, it just not doesn't working. do it. Next up is dialogue. So uh, I have a feeling our scores are probably gonna differ on this one. As I said before, I think I'm less of a critic on the screenplay than you are. For me, the dialogue was a score of two. There were some quality, memorable one-liners. It wasn't the strongest um, that we've seen from our Marvel movies, but it wasn't the weakest either.
0: Uh, I give it a one. I said it didn't take away from the film, but I can't really quote it much. So there were some uh, some decent jokes in there and decent one-liners, but I, I think like the one-liner that I can quote is one that I, I hate. I think it's probably my least favorite line of dialogue in any... Marvel movie and I talked about it in the first Avengers film where I didn't like Robert Downey Jr. where you know I liked Robert Downey Jr. but I didn't like the line that they gave him where it's you know we might not be able to save the earth but we'll damn well avenge it and you know they're trying to say oh that's what the Avengers is and they did it again in this one and they did it even worse it's with Hawkeye's wife and she says I totally support your avenging are you kidding me like You even said that it didn't seem like she wanted to say that line. Like, she hated that line. I could see why she hated that line. It's a stupid line. It's a lame-ass line.
1: It does. I mean, Tony Stark's line didn't bother me as much. But it definitely felt in this one like, hey, in case you forgot what the Avengers are all about, we're going to hit you over the head with it again. And it's Again, guys, your audience isn't stupid. Don't treat us as stupid. We find it insulting.
0: Yeah, so that's that's why I ended up getting a 1. And next up is action sequences. And so for this one, we had five action sequences in it, and I really enjoyed all of them. Um, I said I couldn't believe what I was seeing in a good way. I liked the fights with uh, Ultron. I thought they were all very enjoyable, and they, they're all a little bit different. You know, the first one, Ultron's not really fully formed and kind of ambushes them. The second one, uh, Ultron and Tony Stark are, are, are kind of going back and forth head-to-head, head, uh, while Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are, for the first time, really kind of showing off their powers in the, uh, against the Avengers. And then, um, again, when they fight Ultron and it's Captain America, and like now they're fighting like uh, uh, on on the street and in a car and on top of a truck. And so I thought they, they'd come up with different ways to make the action engaging. So I gave it a, gave it a three, and there's, since there's five action sequences in it, that gave my total action score of 15.
1: I gave it a score of two, which is there were one or two fun sequences. Um, it was cool to see Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch enter the scene and see how they use their powers, um, but I really think my overall action sequence score suffered because of the CGI. Mm. Um, to me, if I'm so aware of the CGI that it's pulling me out of the scenes, that gives me less focus to dedicate to the different fighting styles and the cool tricks that the characters have up the sleeve, their sleeves, and their powers, and you know, it just overall, if I'm sitting there thinking wow, that's a terrible green screen. I'm not focusing on what I should be focusing on. Um, and so I really think that pulled pulled from my ability to give it a higher score. That's fair. And that brings us to our final category, which is heart. Uh, for this one, I said I got a little misty eye, but it could just be allergies, so that's a score of three. Uh, and this is really dedicated to Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch, and Quicksilver. Um, when Quicksilver dies the kind of humor build-up and almost competitiveness between Hawkeye and Quicksilver that suddenly turns into Quicksilver saving Hawkeye's life. Um, and then Hawkeye carrying his body back to the transport and lying down beside him. Um, in her cut with Scarlet Witch realizing that her brother has died and just the absolute heartbreak and devastation that that causes her. Um, you know, got me a little misty-eyed.
0: Uh, I gave it a two. I said it it gave me some warm fuzzies. And I think, again, it's with Scarlet Witch, but I didn't like the scene so much where she rips out Ultron's heart. I think it was a little bit kind of cheesy where she goes, hey, do you want to know how it felt like when I lost my brother? And she rips out his heart and she's like, it felt like that. One, ripping out his heart was kind of lame. And two, saying it felt like that. It's like, okay, yeah, we we got it. You didn't need to say it. Like, if you already got it, when you ripped out his artificial heart. Uh, So that kind of took away from the moment that maybe would have been a little bit uh, more sad, um, but I, I, when you had talked about the scene with Quicksilver and Hawkeye, when you know a medic's trying to go to Hawkeye and Hawkeye kind of like brushes him away, and just the, that shot of Quicksilver and Hawkeye together, that was a good. That was a good shot. Um, really, I mean, Hawkeye almost kind of got in the MCS uh, in this one.
1: Yeah, um,
0: he was great because he brings the heart too, and the, and the heart in this one for me came with him and Scarlet Witch, when he's giving her the pep talk about, uh, you know, he's like, you can stay in here, and, you know, that's alright, he's like, I'll come get you when it's over, you know, but he's like, if you are out there, you're an Avenger, and, you know, he's kind of, kind of telling him that, get, it was it was a nice pep talk, and it, it, it could have been really cheesy, and I didn't think it was, and so, um, and then again, he like, you know, he puts a little joke at the end of it, uh. I liked it, and so I I think that's that's kind of actually one of the things that I that I wrote down was, was Hawkeye's Avenger moment with um with Scarlet Witch, so yeah I give it a two, and uh, we'll go on to our final scores. So my final score for Avengers Age of Ultron was a seventy seven,
1: and mine was a hundred and nine, but but
0: uh, I did lose some points um it lost minus uh, out this was one where it was different i was only going to give it minus five but bethany wanted to go a little bit higher we ended up giving it minus 10 for uh for for kind of boredom um throughout it like checking out of the film and not being as invested in the film um so yeah
1: yeah i mean for me uh there were just moments during the film uh where i was like wow i'm just i'm kind of checking out I had the impulse to check my phone and I had to kind of like restrain myself from doing that Um, or there was another part where I was thinking huh what's in my Amazon cart right now and like this is an Avengers movie always think about our Amazon cart not always this is an Avengers movie I mean I should not be thinking about my Amazon shopping in an Avengers movie like this is this is action this is this is excitement this is superheroes Um, so twice on my sheet I just marked minus five uh to bring a minus 10 in total. Um and I think for me I think in part this goes to the fact that like I don't do those sort of like mental deductions per category as I go along. I really just give points. So when there is something like checking out or not invested or something mm-hmm. I'm like it really for me it has to come in at the end and that's that- why this deserved a, a minus 10.
0: Yeah, which uh brings my score down to a 67.
1: And mine down to a 99
0: which gives Avengers Age of Ultron a combined score of 83. Uh which I believe puts it above the second Thor and just be- and below Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 I think got a 99, so.
1: That's a decent spot for
0: it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think that's I think that's a decent spot for it. Definitely not as good as the first Avengers. Did not did not compare. No, yeah. And I think I, I think that's why a lot of films get knocked um you know for not being as good and uh, or for being terrible or whatever but i think it's cuz when you're when you're comparing them to different to different other, to other movies when I mean, you compare the second avengers to the first avengers yeah second avengers seems like it's a terrible movie but it's really not um, it had a, it did have some good elements in it and it did and it is a, an enjoyable enough movie to 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 watch obviously um,
1: it just probably felt like it fell into the typical sequelitis where yeah. it was you expect so much because oh my god it's an avengers movie and then you're disappointed, which I think tends to make audiences think a movie was worse yeah. than it really was. Um, and this wasn't a bad movie, just comparatively. It's not, I mean, the humor wasn't there as much. I don't think the the strength of character was there as much uh, because no. it was spread too thin in a lot of ways. Yeah, I
0: think that goes the same way. You know, we, we just talked about Guardians of the Galaxy last week, and I think. You know, going into that movie, we had such low expectations for it. We thought it was probably Marvel's first miss. And so when it exceeded that, and, you know, it did so well... It blew us away. Yeah, we thought then it was so much better than, you know... I don't think we, like, maybe necessarily overrated it. But it did... It it blows us away more when we're not expecting it. So when we go into Avengers, we're expecting to be as good as the first Avengers. And it's not. Like you said, the disappointment factor really makes us feel like the movie just wasn't... We we, we, we rate it less.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, So... That's it for our podcast for Avengers: Age of Ultron. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure to go out and check our uh, YouTube videos, which you probably have. I mean, I don't know who's checking out our podcast without checking out our our YouTube videos first. Uh, you're probably a subscriber on our Twitter or Instagram. But if not, you should.
1: Uh, we are at not definitive on Twitter, and uh, I'm sorry, we are at not definitive on Instagram, and at definitive not on Twitter. Uh, So please check us out there. And if you have checked out our YouTube videos and you like what you see, please like the videos and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It really helps us out. And uh, we are going to start doing some... uh... Incentives. Yes.
0: Uh, So if we make 100 followers on uh, YouTube, 100 subscribers, we're going to release a video of us doing the, the, the Groot Dance, the Baby Groot Dance.
1: Baby Groot Dance from Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: As a thank you, and I think we just need more videos of that in general. And if we reach 200 followers, we're going to release our first uh, bad reenactment video. And it's going to come from this this movie. So from Avengers Age of Ultron, we are going to do a, a scene from that.
1: Yes, uh. we are going to start doing parody scenes of uh, perhaps some of those scenes that took themselves too seriously and maybe shouldn't have. Or that just felt a little bit weaker. And so we're going to just... Do a little parody and, and have a little fun with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It might be an iconic scene, or it might just be a, a, a scene that uh, you know stuck out to us. That's maybe not as iconic, but I mean, obviously, we're not going to have the budget for, for to make these at any good at all. So it's like, why not? Why not just make it bad?
1: Yeah. And you know what? If nothing else, you can watch them and then brutally make fun of us because you know what else is the internet for?
0: Exactly. So thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll. All right, the dogs are going crazy, so we got to go.
1: All right. Thanks, everyone. We are definitely not definitive. Signing off.